In this version of the Richmond Rural Podcast, an interview with David Miller, a player who only played five games of senior football at Tigerland, but had one of the most incredible debuts of all time. Whatever happened to David Miller? Let's find out. Dave Miller. David Miller, this is Rhett Bartlett. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Kevin? Good. Have you got a moment to chat or not? Is it yeah, now a good no, time? I've got, yeah, I've got plenty of time. Let's see if anyone remembers me. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, incredible debuts for Richmond. Uh, Bill James debuted in a premiership in 1920. Marlene Pickett did the same thing just last year. You yourself had a pretty incredible debut, didn't you? Uh, when I look back, it was. I didn't realise it was going to be as uh, big a game as it, it turned out to be, actually. Now, what year are we talking? Uh, it was 1977, and it was Anzac Day. And our opponents that day were? Collingwood. <laughs> but Collingwood uh, had a secret weapon that day for the first time against Richmond, and who was that? Well, that's right. It was Tommy's Hafey's first game against Richmond, which... I sort of knew, but I didn't realise it was such a big deal. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, he did a fantastic job to turn him around from bottom of the ladder to uh, playing off in the grand final. He did that year, didn't he? You're exactly right. Uh, yeah. And was so close to winning the grand final too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in yeah. theory, just with a kick. Uh, yeah. Um, we're, we're talking the MCG and we're talking uh, Anzac Day. The crowd, David, that you debuted in front of was 92,436. How old were you? Uh, I think I was 19. Correct. Yeah. You would never have seen a bigger crowd like that before in your life, surely. No, that's for sure. Maybe a a couple of grand finals I might have watched when I was younger, but I never even actually thought that there'd be a big crowd. I was probably caught up in the the uh, emotion of playing my first game so I never really uh, considered it and I actually said to because a few mates were going to go and watch me and I said I'll give them a you know a wave when I get out in the ground because I knew they were going to be out over near the Bay 13 and um, I don't think a lot of them got in until quarter time. <laughs> were you just randomly waving to people then? Just to no I sort of no, I sort of realised that um, there was too many people to pick anyone out I would know. <laughs> well, uh, you up until uh, Marlon Pickett's debut, you uh, held the record for the debut in front of the largest crowd for a Richmond player. Oh, really? You did, and then Marlon Pickett debuted in front of 100,014 people uh, grand final day last year. Yeah. But look, you still hold the record for the largest uh, home and away crowd for a Richmond day. Well, I'll, so. Yeah, well, I'll take that. Take That's that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I was I'll just start telling people about that. I never realised. I think you should mention that, that you maybe yeah. get some T-shirts made up. <laughs> uh, David, in the newspapers of the time, they're talking about the game and they're saying, uh, one, one journalist in particular says, uh, Richmond's Dave Boone, David Miller, um, I don't know too much about him. Um how did how did you get into this Richmond team? Were you uh, quite well playing well in the reserves at the time, or it's quite an interesting story because um, 
I came up through the under-19s, which you probably know, but when we started that year, I was struggling for form. I, uh, I think I might have come up, come up off um, shoulder operations, which I had a quite a few of and which probably finished my career. Um, and I remember playing in the practice matches and I was really struggling and I thought, you know, I'm going to be lucky to get a game in the in the seconds and I remember the first game we played I was actually and I was renowned for being a forward but I was playing centre half back and it was at Fitzroy I'm pretty sure it was Fitzroy at, at um, the Junction Oval and um, I was playing centre half back and a quarter time I um, for some reason I got changed to centre half forward or full forward I think it was uh, either position I can't remember and there was a guy named Jeff McMillan who was playing up forward and he swapped with me. I don't know if he was he was going badly. I can't remember the story. But I went there after quarter time. I'm pretty sure it was after quarter time and I, I think I kicked eight goals. And and then all of a sudden I had a run of about, I think there was about three or four games where I kicked goals in succession. And the next minute I, uh, I think it was a Thursday night, because I think the Anzac Day was a Monday game. Uh, Monday the 25th of April, correct. Yeah, and um, I, I, my memory is that I went to training maybe on the Thursday night and I got told that I was in the firsts and I remember trying to find a phone because there was no, no mobiles and to ring my parents and tell them and then sort of that was it. You know, next minute I'm playing Anzac Day. <laughs> so that's how it happened. It was just a complete change of form. And, and as I said, I was really struggling through the practice matches and, you know, wondering, even wondering whether I was going to get games in the two. So it was, uh, yeah, amazing. So did they, would they, did they, did, uh, well, we should say, who's coaching Richmond at this stage? Barry Richardson, who I, uh, I thought was great. Yeah. I thought he was a bit before his time myself, but um, yeah. And I, he he coached me in the under, uh, sorry, in the seconds the year before, I think. It's interesting. Yeah. I've had other players say that in terms of his training style and, and ideas, he was ahead of his time. Is there a sort of an is there a, a an example of that that you can share that makes you think that? Um, I just thought he was more of a, you know, he. he he spoke to you quietly and, and uh, you know, he brought down t- tackling coaches and just looked at the game at a, you know, in a different way and, yeah, there's no real reason. I, I was coached by Donny Davenport in the under-19s and he was very similar. They were, um, they'd get to know you and, and and talk to you about the game and everything like that. That was in the especially in the twos with um, Barry Richardson the year before. I can't re- remember that much about the seniors. So he might have changed a bit when he became a senior coach. So yeah. were, were you were you selected for this game? What to play on the forward line? Yeah, I was trying to think about. It. I, I, <laughs> I and I actually haven't even looked to see what the team selection was. But I was, you know, I started up forward. I don't know if it was full forward or yeah. forward pocket or half forward flank. So, yeah. Oh, we, just, we just plonk a 19-year-old in the forward line, do we? Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Front of 92, in front Yeah. <laughs> were you, no one knows him. Yeah, that's right. No one knows him. Uh, were you... Surely you must have been nervous. 
Oh, yeah, I was petrified of... I was more worried about making a fool of myself or not getting a kick, you know, like yeah, I was... Sure. You know, but... Uh, uh, it worked out. I had a pretty good game, so... Yeah. How many goals did you kick on your debut, David? I kicked five, and... Still to this day, I still think I should have kicked seven. I remember going for one goal. I was on the boundary and I had this, oh, I reckon I can kick this, but I sort of, oh, do I do the team thing? And I think it, I sort of decided to go for it, but it was, anyway, it was touched on the line, but I, sh- I knew I should have kicked it and there was another chance that I was, but, you know, five's fantastic. So, yeah, a lot of people still talk about it or introduce me because I kicked five goals in one game. It's lasted a long time, I tell you, Rhett. If uh, if my father was on the boundary line with that shot, uh, David, we know what he would have decided to do. He would have, he would have gone for goal. That's for sure. But that's uh, the, the difference in experience, I suppose. Did you kick a goal with your first kick? Yes, I did. So you did. I saw you on the list there, and I thought I, I should ask just to check if that's yeah. correct. Do you remember what it was, where it was? Um, it was the punt road end, and I remember um, sort of read it off the top of the pack and ran into the open oh. goal. So it was a bit of a, a gimme goal, but um, it, it, it was kicked down forward. Uh, I read it off the pack. Your father must have been up the other end of the ground or he would have got it. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, that was the first one. So it was, it was probably even in the 10-yard square, I suppose. So before the vaguely ga- remember that. And before the game, I think I think the teams lined up, did they not? Um, does that ring a bell I think, to you? Does that- I think they did, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a photograph of them both lined up. Uh, Either a minute uh, silence or a couple of seconds silence, you know, being being the Anzac Day. Yeah, well, I've um, never I've never seen that photo, and and the other thing, I never saw the game, which I always um, dread that I, you know, there's probably never been a copy kept or anything, but I've never seen the game, which is one thing I do regret. So, well, I, I yeah. don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen any highlight from the game. To be honest, no, I've sort of had little questions asked but people said you know they probably destroyed the tapes or yeah or whatever so that was a bit of a regret but um look it might surface you never know someone might have brought their old little you know super 8 camera one day to the game or something like that and yeah maybe i'm better off not saying (laughs) people haven't seen it they i can make the story sound better than it is do you have any other memories from the the debut game um I remember in the first quarter, and I can't remember whether it was uh, – we missed some easy goals, and it was like my first game, and I thought, how could they miss that? You know, it's a senior – they're senior players, you know. It was just sort of thought, gee, how could you miss that goal? I can't remember who the player was. And then um, uh, I think I can – and I'm pretty sure Billy Picken was playing on the – with Collingwood, and I'm sure I'm sure I heard him run past, going bouncing the ball, going "Go Billy, go!" So uh, <laughs> that sort of made me turn my head, I think. And we, I, I don't know how close the game was at three quarter time, but I remember, uh, and you'd have to clarify this, but I think it was Gareth Andrews might have been secretary. 
yeah. And he rushed out at three-quarter time and he go, and he sort of has gone up to me and he goes, you can win this game for us. And I'm going, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it always stuck in my mind. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to be winning the game okay. for you. Well, no, I didn't anyway, but it was just something that stuck in my mind, yeah. It's, it's all, we've, put, we've put the pressure all on the 19-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing is I was like, I'm pretty sure the under-19s were playing over at Punt Road at the same time. We went back across and because and, I had a pretty good relation with a relationship with Donnie Davenport and Bruce Seymour, who was um, oh, yeah. uh, the team manager. He was a great guy, he, Bruce Seymour, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. He was a legend. I, he was the nicest man I've ever you know, one of the nicest men I've ever met in football. And um, they were a great combination. Anyway, they asked me to speak to uh, the under-19s who had just finished about my experience playing in the senior game. So I remember that. And I think there was, you know, there's probably, you know, Terry Smith and Mark Lee and Mm. Dale Waitman all sort of, here's this guy who was with them probably 12 months ago talking to them, you know, and uh, about my experience in playing uh, a senior game. So I remember that too. And, and then just going back to my parents' place and having a few friends around. Yeah, that's about it. Where, that's where, probably why I missed the replay. <laughs> where, yeah, I was going to – you could have watched the replay on TV. Were you, so were you living with your parents at the time? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. what suburb was that? I was brought up in Oakley, Oakley. South Oakley. Yeah, of yeah. course. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to assume the parents got to the game? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure about my mum. I'm pretty sure she did. But uh, mum was a mad Melbourne supporter. And the only reason she went to my next game is that we play Melbourne the next week. So, uh, so I might have got two games out of her and then she would have gone off and watched Melbourne play. <laughs> Were they the kind of parents who would would go would religiously go to the under nineteens games to watch you? Um, not so much mum, but yeah. dad would because my brother Gary, who was uh, a year or two older than me, he played at the under nineteens at Richmond too. So he played in the nineteen seventy three premiership side oh. under Ray Jordan, and. Um, so we, I'd go and watch him with Dad. Dad would drive us to watch Gary play, and then, um, and then when I was playing under nineteens, he'd come and watch uh, me play. Always drive us to the games and stand with the other fathers, and yeah. And so you, uh, and you, and well, you, like Gary, you then played in under nineteens premiership as well. Yeah, in seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, yeah, that was great because I was actually – it was interesting because we um, we were a pretty good side and North Melbourne was uh, a, uh, one of the top sides too, but Ray Jordan was coaching them and they actually got kicked out of the finals because they played an ineligible player, a guy named Stephen Easton, I think, and so they lost all their points and were uh, kicked out of the final. The finals, so they didn't play in the finals. So um, I still think we would have beaten them, but um, yeah, that was great. I need to talk about your under 19s 1975 season, um, David. Uh, I'm guessing, were you full forward or in the half forward? What would they have put you at back then? Um, I always thought, look, center half forward and full forward. 
I sort of, I think I swapped around with um, a guy named Peter Lachlan. Oh, yes, yeah. He's a great player. He's a great player, centre forward. So, yeah, it was either centre forward or full forward, probably full forward, I think. So in the under-19s, beginning at round one, going down, you kick eight goals. Then the next round, you kick seven. The next round, you kick four. The next round, you kick six. Two rounds later, you kick seven, then four, then four, then seven, then four. Then right at the end of the season, you kick nine, and then in the grand final, you kick one. That's one hell of a season. Well, yeah, I was sort of checking up on that. I, I can't remember what happened because I, I missed a few games, so I don't know whether I went up to the yeah. seconds and played because I couldn't work out. I couldn't find any stats on the seconds matches, so no. I've still I'm, got to upload them onto the website. That's what where you may have been. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know whether I went up to the seconds and did my shoulder and missed a few games, right? And then I, uh, or I might have done it in the under nineteen. So I can't remember. And then I went back to. I, I, I think I came back late in the year mm. and we played that game at um, the Collingwood game. I think they made the finals. And we, with under-19 footy, you got you could get caught out a bit by the amount of players that get promoted to the second. So you could have, you know, a, a really strong side or, you know, you bring players up. And I know we're playing... Um, I know we are playing Collingwood at Victoria Park and I kicked the nine, but I was playing centre-half forward that day and and that was probably, if you look back at, you know, if, if anyone asks will ask you what your, you know, great games were, but, you know, seniors or whatever, that was probably one of the best games oh. I played. And then we, we got to uh, the finals and the second semi-final was against Melbourne and they actually had players drop back from the seconds because their seconds had finished up and oh, right. so they became all of a sudden became a pretty strong side <laughs> so it, it could change and um, the game against them the second semi-final it rained all night and we were at the MCG and I, I can still remember it the ball was one out of the centre and it went to our half back line and our half back took the mark so I went to lead one way turned around slipped and put my arm down and my shoulder dislocated so I was out for the rest of the game and we got beaten and we had to play I think it was Collingwood in the preliminary final at uh, Waverley Park and um, Donnie Davenport I thought my season was over and Donnie and Bruce said to me, look, we want you to sit on the bench and come on if we need you. So, the 19th man, yeah. Yeah, and there was no interchange and I just thought, oh, I'll do anything to play. And I remember we played, I think it was Collingwood, yes. and um, I came on in about the, I don't know, 15-minute mark of the last quarter and and then we kicked away again, and then he took me off, and the game was still going. We only finished with 17 men, so <laughs> I was a bit... Uh, anyway, it was, and then um, the same thing happened in the grand final. I, I started on the bench, and um, that time it was about halfway through the... I think it was about halfway through the last uh, third quarter. And, of course, dying to get on, you'd stand up and 
run around the boundary try to oh, is that draw, trick? Attention, draw, <laughs> draw attention to yourself to get on the ground and anyway he put me on halfway through the third quarter I think and we we hung on to win by about four or five points I think and those listening to this might recognise a few of the names from that grand final Heverin Tempany Jackson yeah. Noonan Brasher Bottoms yeah. Hayes yeah. Kinneberg Ellen S. Roach, Lachlan Harrop, Freem, who kicked six. Yeah. Baker, Sim, Sutherland, Hines, and Gill. Yeah, Roger Gill. Was he the yeah. captain? He might have been the captain, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He actually, and he actually, he might have nearly played in that 73 grand final. Oh, right. With your brother. Yeah. And I played one game in that 73 season, too. I was, I was, um, Started off on the scholarship squad, right? And because my brother was playing at Richmond, they sort of knew me, I suppose. So I got a scholarship and was playing in that. And so I was, I think Ray Jordan, Jordan signed me when I was about fifteen, and I went to uh, I played juniors at Oakley Youth Club, mm-hmm. and then. Under 17's first year, I went to a friend of the neighbours, a guy named Tony Marshall, who played in the under 19's. He talked me into going down to Ormond Amateurs to play in the under 17's. So went down there, and then there was a buy, I think, and um, Ray Jordan rang me up and said, I want you to play in the thirds. And of course, I was only 15, and Gee. I've gone, oh, yeah, no worries. And um, so I went and played. And I think I kicked five, but they were sort of kicked down fields and, like, I took a couple of marks and I kicked straight. So, But I didn't do much. And after the game, I said, look, these blokes are too big for me. I'm just going to go back and play with Ormond. And uh, I got back to Ormond and Ormond didn't realise that I'd played. And uh, there was a, a big outcry that we should lose all our points because, you know, you know, I went to Richmond without a clearance sure. and there was an inquiry and the Waverley District Football League threw it out and said, look, kids have got to play a higher standard as they can. So I had to miss the next week to make sure that we could still make the finals if we um, if we uh, won every game. So, but, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Your memory is spot on. Round 10, 1973, Richmond versus South Melbourne. Richmond won yeah. by 128 points. David Miller kicked five goals as, what, a 15-year-old, we're now saying? You kicked? Yeah, I would have been 58. First year, what would have been first year under 17, so I was October, so my birthday's in October, so I was probably 15 or just turned 16, something like that. Yeah. And in the best, there was also uh, G. Miller, so you played with your brother in this game, I think, have you? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. How great yeah, so it was good. Yeah, so, yeah, it was good, but um, they were... All bearded men with more <laughs> muscles than I had, and uh, I thought, no, I think I'm safer going back to the the local comp. So I did that for the year, then I think went back to to Richmond under nineteen the next year. Yeah. For those who who don't know, you were in the scholarship squad, correct? Yeah. What what, yeah. what did that mean? What does that mean, the scholarship squad? Well, I think they uh, recruited or invited all the better juniors from their area and um you would i think it was pre-season and they'd have a few practice matches and 
and um, and then they just try to develop you for the under 19s in the next or under 17s and under 19s so they would get you to the club and and just try to develop you so you'd go there i think every sunday morning you'd go there and train and right. uh i can't i'm trying to think there was a i'm trying to think who the scholarships squad coach was but tommy allen might have had something to oh, do with yes it, oh, tommy allen yes yeah may I, I think but that was there so we got the i think we got a 50 dollars and a pair of boots and a <laughs> richmond jumper that never fitted me even when i was you know 22 <laughs> big long sleeve jumper so yeah i think yeah in a scholarship squad so we used to do that and i think we might have played a game against if other league clubs might have had a, a similar version or that or we might have played against the school boys or something like that but yeah that so that's where we got to know a lot of the, the guys like guys like roger gill who you still catch up with chris everin who's a dear friend and uh, laurie devitt and you know, still catch up with a few of those under 19 boys did it also mean that richmond had technically signed you or not well, it was an interesting one because I played in a practice match against someone else, another side, and it was whether it was a, another league side who had a similar scholarship squad. And I remember Ray Jordan bringing him in me and, and signing me, which you know I thought was fantastic. But I was I was zoned to them anyway, so you know I couldn't have gone anywhere else anyway. So oh right, yes. So, but they did sign me. So because you're in Oakley area, were you? No. Yeah, so oh, I was in the, Yeah, no, I was in the Oakley area. Yeah. So that was Richmond. So most cool. of the scholarships squad was made up of all kids from their area. Okay. So now I think about it, I don't know why I was signed because I couldn't have gone anywhere anyway. But um Well you it know, was you get signed and tell everyone, so that was good for your ego. That's right. And it was Slug Jordan too, so he was probably, you know, I've signed this boy, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Typical slug fashion. He had that way oh, of yeah. speaking, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. He could swear too, couldn't he, Slug? Yes, we what? played against him in the under-19s when he went to North, and I, I can still remember it that anyone who played under him, wouldn't. we were never going to get beaten by him because all you could hear is his voice coming out of the one of the rooms or this, you know, you couldn't see him. You could just hear a voice coming from under the stands. So I'm pretty sure while... All the guys who had played under him, it was like a, an extra motivation every time we heard him to try harder. So, but he was very good to me, and um, you know, my brother raised about him as a coach, and and uh, had so much success with so many players. So, apart from his swearing, he knew what he was doing. So, your senior career in 1977, you've played you played five games: Collingwood, which we've spoken about, Melbourne, which you mentioned, then. Uh, there was a bit of a gap. Geelong, you then played against, and then Hawthorne and Collingwood. Does anything jump out at those last three ones? Do you remember Geelong, Hawthorne, and Collingwood again? Um, it's interesting because uh, I know after I played the Melbourne game, I, I missed a couple of games because I got a virus or something, and um, and then the Hawthorne game, I think I just just went. I didn't do anything. Terrific. Was the, I can't remember whether the Geelong game was before or after the Collingwood game, but I know the Geelong game, I was going all right and I went to tackle uh, a Geelong fullback called Gary Malarkey who was built like a, 
uh, a bull and I, I grabbed him and he kept running and I was going to the ground and it just pulled my shoulder out of its socket again. So um, that sort of, I thought, was the end of me. So I can, and, and I remember with the Collingwood game, which I don't know if that was after or before. That was after, yeah. That was your last yeah. game for Richmond, the second yeah. time you played Collingwood. Yeah. yeah, and I was actually talking about that to someone. I was on the bench with another guy who I can't remember, and like I reckon we were ten goals down at three quarter time, and they put me on, and I might have picked up a couple of kicks. So I've had no influence in the game at all. And um, the next week, I think in the headlines, Richmond. Uh, you know, sack five players. And I think the two of us were on the bench who had nothing to do with <laughs> the result. So that brought it back to three. And, um, yeah, I, was, I, I couldn't, you know, if you were a senior player, you probably would have asked why you didn't... Uh, got dropped. Why, why you got dropped. I never worked out. But anyway, that was just one of those funny stories. So I didn't do much against Collingwood. I think they, they beat us pretty easily, I think. And and then I had trouble with my shoulders, and I think we won the '77 Reserve Grand Final. Mm. And um, I remember Tony Jewell asked me if I wanted to keep playing because I remember when they asked me to keep playing with the under 19s, we won the flag. They said, "Well, you're going to have to have a shoulder operation. You can't do any more damage." So you know, I thought, "No worries, I'll keep playing and take the risk." And then they asked me that year in 77 to keep playing and because I had the taste of senior football I just didn't want to just wanted to get it done and and so I declined to play in that final series whether I would have got a game I don't know but mm. um, uh, it was that same question oh you know you can't do any more damage I'm thinking well I'm going in for my second operation on it I must have been doing some sort of damage but uh, How many yeah. times did you so that's why I didn't play uh, in memory, probably, I don't know, eight or nine times, oh, I suppose. Goodness. And then my other one went when I was at Oakley. I went to Oakley thinking that I'll, I won't get hurt as much, but my shoulder just came out there, the other one, so that was it. Your yeah. your Richmond senior career, it's, a, it's incredible how, you know, time and luck and being in the right place and injuries and all that affect people differently. You know, you could you could go your whole career and not get injured, say like my father, who yeah. really got an injury, or you know someone like yourself who suffered a couple of shoulder injuries along the way as well. Your your Richmond senior career lasted sixty eight days. That's from round four until round fourteen. So in total, it's yeah, depressing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't mean that to to make it depressing for you at all. I just it's more to highlight how quickly things can happen and yeah. how things out of your control can also affect that. And I know that's, sorry if that's a depressing ah. sort of observation, but, you know, you, you've, you've come to the club whiz-bang five goals on debut in front of 93,000 people. Yeah. And your senior career, in a sense, is, has sort of finished, say, two months later. And you're finding yourself yeah. in the VFA. Yeah, it's... It, I have thought about it in the sense that, like, you play under-19s and you, you know, you prove you're good enough and, 
and then you get to the next stage and you play seconds and you you know you play enough games and you you know adapt to it and and you know you're good enough there and then you get this this is my only regret I suppose and I still I you know you probably have to play 30 or 40 games if you're good enough to know if you're up to that level and that's probably my biggest regret that I I don't know whether I was ever good enough you know to 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 whether I could have had a career play, you know, whether I could have only played another 10 games or whether I could have played another 50 or, you know, maybe 100 games. You sort of you sort of never know whether you were uh, good enough ability-wise or mentally tough enough to do it or... Yeah, so that's probably the only regret that I have. But isn't the answer to that, David, that you were good enough because you made the seniors? In a, yeah, but in, I... In an era where Richmond had some incredibly strong players... Yeah, well, that's that's true. It was like the, you know, I mean, all with some of the players I play. I mean, they're absolute legends. So to get a game with that was was great. But just as personal uh, satisfaction to know whether you could hold your own there. You know, there's a lot of players that go in and don't stay there for different reasons. Or, you know, you just like to know how far you could have got, and that that's probably. You know, the biggest regret I probably have when I look back at it. But uh, so there's a sense, there's an unfulfilled sense there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, even going to play. You know, like I went back to play at Oakley because you know I was sort of sick of all the rehab and the injuries, and I just thought, well, it might be a bit easier. I might be able to get through. But it doesn't matter where you play football; the injuries are going to happen. And I went back and played, and it wasn't as professional, and and you know, so. You're always going to get a game there, I suppose, and and, and you just want to play footy. But uh, you know, you you look at the blokes that went on, and you just, I suppose, you ask the question. But you know, mm. it's, it's what happens, isn't it? It's probably you know five more games than a lot of other people, and one hell of a debut as well. Yeah. Did you end up coaching at all, or assistant coaching? Sort of moving into that realm. I I went to Oakley and I, I might have coached a seconds there once and then I moved down to Mornington, Mount Martha, yeah. and uh, a mate of mine was coaching at Mornington and I I um, had a year coaching the seniors and a, a year or two coaching the twos, but I fell on my feet and started coaching the under-18s down here and... Absolutely loved it, coaching the kids, and um, had a fair bit of success. And probably over ten years was involved, and mm, uh, had you know a lot of kids go up and playing seniors and playing you know football. So I loved it, absolutely loved it. And the trouble is, when you're coaching under 18s, you you get a you know the first year players, and then you coach them, and then the second year players move on, and then you don't want to leave because you've grown attached to the first year players, so you stay another year and another year and another year. But I, I got so much satisfaction out of it. I loved it, and probably because, maybe because I, you know, I had such a great time with the under nineteens at Richmond. Yeah. And, yeah. I was going to ask: Did you find yourself telling these under eighteen kids about your experience being a teenager? You know, being 
here I am thrusted into the Richmond senior team. Did you did you sort of relate to them? I know how you feel, and you know things are over overawing and stuff like that. Um, I suppose I did. Um, I've actually said to a lot of the guys who I've caught up with, who I've played with at Richmond and everything like that. One of the greatest um, uh, things I got from Richmond was we were. We were just taught so many basic great things about football. Like you'd go, like when I went to Oakland and there was players from other league clubs and I'm going, how come you don't know this? And how come you're you know, not doing this? And how come you're not doing that? And you, and you just got such a great education at Richmond by the coaches. You, you know, it's probably be the same as, you know, players who have been coached by Clarks and all, or, um, Barassi or or whatever, you get that proper education and to come out of that system from Richmond, you could still use stuff today that they they taught that was, you know, just stick with you and works, you know. So that's probably the biggest thing I got when I coached the kids, just the basic things that you got taught that, you know, you just kept passing on and passing on Mm -hmm. and they just kept working and working over the you know, over the years. Is there, or was there many people, David, who recognised you from your Richmond days? You know, if you if you say your name, do people go, hold on, are you the David Miller who had that, you know, incredible debut? Oh, I think it's more that maybe people that have known would say, oh, oh right. you know, <laughs> Dave, this is Dave, oh, you know, he kicked five goals in his first game. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and and then, then you say, "Well, I should have kicked seven, but we we, yeah, we won't mention that. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about it another time, sort yeah, of thing." Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's dragged on for a long time, but that's oh well. I suppose that's good. <laughs> Absolutely, I get phone calls like this. That's right. The uh, I never asked. Were you actually a Richmond supporter? Um, no. Well, Mum dragged us along to watch Melbourne oh, every week. Right. And uh, and then uh, became a Richmond supporter, and then I got absolutely filthy with the club when they went through that war with Collingwood and oh, did you? S- stopped, uh, you know, playing their local kids and bringing in, you know, play. You know, it was just was just everything what I thought Richmond was against so I sort of dropped off them a bit and then I was involved with coaching and football and that and I probably went and watched a few Melbourne games and followed Richmond and and but absolutely ecstatic at the way the club's running now it's just what you remember it as you know a power in a competition you know so that's great am I right to say that you sort of in a, in a sense, you've sort of come back into the Richmond sort of family fold, sort of behind the scenes. Is that right to sort of say? Uh, it was funny, you know, Peter Williams, or Basher, who lives down my way, I ran into him a couple of times and um, I, I sort of never went back to Richmond. I just said, oh, well, you know, I've sort of finished and then as time goes by, I thought, well, no one would probably remember me anyway and all that sort of stuff. And... But I caught up with Peter Williams and he organised to get together at one of the pubs down here. His son was getting married and uh, I think Mark Lee and uh, a couple of other guys were going to the wedding. So he organised a bit of a reunion and he, 
Mm. He asked me and a, a mate of mine who played at Richmond, Laurie Devitt, to, to come over and sort of walked in and, you know, like, here's Emmett Dunn, who I used to watch as a 15-year-old when he was playing in the, you know, uh, with my brother in in 73 and and uh, Michael Roach, who I hadn't seen for years and uh, who else was there? Bruce Tempany, who we played in the premiership side with and uh, Frank Bain, I think he was yes, there. Of course. And so all of a sudden, I, and it was, it was just like we've all got older, but we all got on so well. So I, I, it really sparked my interest about catching up with people which i haven't done for years and years yeah yeah although you haven't seen each other for for decades there's you know when you when you play at tigerland it doesn't really matter what level you play at whether it's under 19s or even the under 70s or whatever there is some sort of connection that then carries with you that sort of i find sort of sits below the surface and then might sort of appear you know when you see an old teammate or that sort of yeah, thing. I, yeah, it, I agree with that. And it yeah. makes it easier to almost, it's not as though you're meeting the person for the first time, you can actually just be like, oh, I haven't seen you for years. Do you remember yeah. that day so-and-so did that and all that sort of thing and away you go. It's easy. It just sort of fully makes it easier to, for people to talk to each other in a sense. Yeah, that's right. And it happens all over the place. I was out for dinner the other day in, in Mornington. I looked over at this guy at the table and he was with his family. I've gone, my God, I know you from somewhere. And I coached him in the under-18s and he's... He's um, got two or three kids, grown up and been real successful in his life and you think, oh, gee, that's fantastic. And you just have this conversation and, yeah. and you know, it's like it happened yesterday. It's fantastic. Before I did this interview, I was, trying, I was doing some research on you and I was trying to find uh, interviews from you and I really couldn't find any. Did you ever really speak about your time at Richmond before this chat? Um, I used to, when I was at Richmond in that time, I played my first game. Um, so I must have been announced in the side on the Friday or something. I anyway, I, I got um, a phone call from, was it Jack Dunn? Was yes, he? it was. Jack yeah. Dunn. From the, was he in the Herald or the Sun? He was... Yeah, the Herald Sun. And... and the Sun, yeah. Peter Ward was the oh, yeah. photographer, yeah, which is Snowy, Snowy's son. Yep. Snowy was a trainer. And, yep. Yeah. And oh, it's fantastic, man, Snowy. And um, I got a phone call from Jack Dunn, and he said, oh, I want to do an interview with you before you've seen your game. And I thought, oh, yeah, no worries, thinking that he was coming over. And he didn't. It was just the conversation we had on the phone, and then. So that was what went in the paper. And then Peter Ward came over, came over who I knew from his father and he took a few photos so that went in the paper i think that was before the game yeah. and then um a few years ago i got a phone call and i can't remember his name but it was to do with the anzac day game and they did an, uh, a story on me in the football record about that game right that's the only that's that was yeah, that's the only newsworthy story that's ever been done. So. Well, it's it's, it's uh, good to know you have you didn't completely disappear from yeah. the, from the, the scene, so to speak. So that's lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've I've gone in. You know, occasionally you go in. I've taken my son into Richmond, and you go in the museum, and I got that. Well, I think they put that 
the uh, the tie for every mm-hmm. player that played a game. Mm-hmm. So I got that, and that was great. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So, I, 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 I like to end, as I do most of my interviews, I just want to say on behalf of all the Richmond supporters, whether it be those who watched you in the under-19s maybe, you know, early on in the mornings or reserves or seniors, thank you for your time and your contribution with the club um, because it's not easy, especially when you're a teenager as well and you've probably got an occupation you also want to do as well and that sort of thing. So not everything works out, but... Uh, we're very grateful for your contribution in the 70s to the Richmond Football Club. So thank you on behalf of everyone. Thank you, Rhett. Uh, it was, when I look back, it was a privilege to play with such a great club. And, and you know, it, it, uh, it certainly made me a better person. So, yeah, thanks very much.